Mental health and suicide can be challenging topics to talk about, especially with young people. Unseen is an award-winning short film that has been created specifically for that purpose. The film and accompanying resources were created to help you have a hopeful conversation with someone who is struggling. Unseen has been shown to thousands of young people across the U.S. and Ireland and sparked countless positive conversations leading to openness and vulnerability. Download the film and resources for free at unseenfilm.org. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms and today with me on the line is my friend and such a good friend and uh, a really kindred spirit and that is Meredith Curtis. Welcome Meredith. Oh Felice, thank you so much for having me. I love doing these shows with you and I love the chance to visit and, and catch up and thank you. Thank you again for having me here today. Yeah. So whenever we get on the line, girls, just so you know, um, you know, we, we catch up on our families and we pray for each other. So um, if all of you listeners would, please pray for uh, Maris and I and all of our unspoken needs, and we will uh, keep you guys, our listeners, in our prayers as well. And um, <laughs> and we're going to share with you our stories about how we began homeschooling. This is episode uh, 295, and you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. And today, um, our topic is going to be, um, you know, how the Lord led us into homeschooling. But I'm going to title it um, "An Amazing Homeschool Mom." Not to say that, you know, either Meredith or myself that we feel that we're amazing, but we just want to show you how. God has equipped us to homeschool, even though we came at it from different perspectives, and just give you um, a few tools that you can use in your homeschool journey to just kind of stay on the course. Uh, one more thing, I want to thank um, our sponsor, and this is actually a movie that we're helping to promote, and this is uh, a film, and it's called Unseen Film, and you can find it at unseenfilm.org. And this is a film uh, to combat uh, teenage suicides. And not only is it free, uh, which is one of the reasons that we've come alongside them and want to really help promote them, uh, so you could download the film on your computer as well as uh, download the resources. There are several uh, resources. There's a discussion guide, uh, conversation cards, uh, the trailer is super short. Um, there's a viewer card, you know, posters and so forth. So um, there's two uh, ways you can download it. And one, like you just do it as an individual. And the other is if you have like a church or a ministry that might show this uh, with a group viewing, um, then you can do that as well and just let the, the producers know. So 
um, it's wonderful because it is available for free and we're helping as a network to promote it. Um, and then also, um, you know, you can get the links and so forth on our website. So today, Meredith, we are going to talk about how, you know, we came to homeschooling, how the Lord led you um, to homeschooling, and um, and how our journeys look a little bit different. And I'm going to let you go ahead and start. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Felice. Um, I was, it was the early 1980s, and um, I was, or the mid-1980s, and I was out in Arizona. I was working with Native Americans as a nurse, and my husband and I were newly married, and I joined this Christian book club, and you had to send in this little, you know, postcard saying you didn't want the book, or they would send you the book of the month, and so... I forgot to send in my postcard because I wasn't interested in the book, but I never did. And so I got this book on homeschooling by Moores and um, Raymond and Dorothy Moore. And so I just put the book aside because I thought homeschooling, that is so weird. I mean, it you I had never, ever heard of homeschooling. It wasn't like it is today where you hear about it. It's more mainstream. And so I, you know, I just kind of tucked the book aside. I didn't want to throw it away because I had paid for it, you know. So I tucked it aside and put it on my bookshelf and, and never picked it up. And then um, we ended up, after three years there, my husband went to seminary. We moved to Virginia Beach. And at Virginia Beach, we joined a church with homeschoolers in it. And I was so impressed with their godly behavior. You know, the parents said, Yes, ma'am. No, sir. They actually really respected their parents. They were close to the parents. The teenagers were not rebellious. And I saw such virtue in these children and teenagers who were homeschooled. And I was amazed. And I thought, well, homeschooling still sounds weird to me. But, wow, I see this good fruit. So I have to learn more about it. So I went home. And I pulled that book off the shelf, and I, I read it. It was called Homegrown Kids, and um, it talked about the home as the perfect place to learn. And so um, my husband was at Regent University, and one of the professors there had created this phonics program called Sing, Spell, Read, and Write, which was an instant hit <laughs> we, with homeschoolers. And yeah, we um, used it. Felicia's laughing because we all used it, you know, the, us early, like, homeschoolers. Right? And it had little catchy <laughs> songs. And so anyway, because of that, um, Virginia Beach was just this hub of homeschoolers. And my husband's graduate school in particular, which had an education <clears throat> degree, and they had a whole floor of the library that was devoted to homeschool material. Now, let me just tell you, it wasn't like today. It was Abeka, Bob Jones, Liberty Press, Konos, and um, and of course, Things for Reading Right. And honestly, there wasn't a lot more than that. It was, it was just, it was the old days. It was old school, like the early homeschooling. And so, but you could like check out any Abeka textbook or any, any of this material. You could just check it out from the library. And so my, my daughter was only two years old, but I would go, you know, when I'd have my mom's time out, I would go to this floor 
And I was researching, like they had books about homeschooling you could check out, and they had all this curriculum, and I would look at it, and I would think, wow. I, You know, and so as I began to do that, I thought, you know, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Is this, like, something you're calling me to? Because this sounds, I think, I think that if you help me, I can do this. And um, and so, even though my my degree was in nursing, it wasn't even in like education or anything. But I thought if I can potty train a two year old, <laughs> I think I think I could teach them to read. But you know, it was a little intimidating. And so then, um, <clears throat> my husband and I, I talked to my husband. And I said, you know, I've been praying about what about if we homeschool our children. And by now, of course, I was pregnant again. And so my husband said, homeschooling, that sounds so weird. And um, so then I said, well, you know, the so-and-so's homeschool and the so-and-so's. And, oh, yeah, they do have great kids. So he was not really sold on the idea. It was more me. And then they had this conference that came, and it was Greg Harris. And he was – his conference was called the Christian Homeschool. And so – the the graduate school where Mike was going to um, for his Master of Divinity, they were promoting it because, remember, I just mentioned they were, like, really big with homeschooling. So, um, he, you know, he brought it home. He said, you know, you're interested in homeschooling. Why don't we go to this? So we went. And Greg Harris, who is also a pastor, he and he's the father of Josh Harris. Josh Harris is much more well-known um, than Greg now. But, but Greg... Um, Harris laid out biblically how it is the parents' responsibility to homeschool and how, you know, and and told how their family did it and um, just so much scripture. He really laid a biblical foundation for educating your children and the responsibility and accountability we have to God. So, you know, I'm still just praying about it. And, you know, is this a possibility? And we came home from that conference and my husband said, honey, in the car, we're homeschooling our children. (laughs) So immediately (laughs) it was, I went from praying about it as a possibility to we're definitely doing this. And so I just continued, you know, to research. And then a friend of mine who homeschooled lent me a book um, called How to Create Your Own Unit Study by Valerie Bent. And I started. I think we had all the same books. I know we did. Well, it wasn't like there were tons out there. You know, there was How to Homeschool by Gail Graham. I'm sure you read that. And so anyway, so we, so I read through this book and thought unit studies. And that fascinated me, the idea of teaching everything around one subject. So um, when Kate was um, either four or five, we did this little preschool I was four we did this little preschool curriculum and I took a photo I made this big poster the happy homeschool and had a house on it and a big smiley face on the house and she stood next to that and I took a picture and um, just a few days ago my daughter sent me a picture (laughs) she's starting to homeschool her son and she took a picture, and the picture, he was standing exactly like my daughter was standing in that picture. And she Aww. said, what does this remind you of? And I said, oh, my goodness, it's that little happy homeschool picture. And um, so it was really neat because um, 
over that time as I was praying and planning and preparing, and many women don't get that privilege. Many women just jump right into homeschooling, but I had several years of being able to research it and learn about it. And so I felt like God was really helping me and God was really giving me confidence. And um, as I, one of the things that I remember is seeing the bus. I We lived in student housing. My husband was in seminary. And the bus would come and pick up all the children. And I watched them go on the bus and I thought, wow, I want to be the one to be with them all day. I don't want my children to be with strangers. Who who loves them more than I do and my husband? And then I remember just, you know, at that time, things were beginning to degenerate. You know, Reagan was now out of office and, you know, it, things were beginning to move into the direction, of course, we see now. And so I really didn't want my children to be influenced by the teachings in school, I didn't want them to hear that evolution was true. I didn't want them to hear that God was dead. I, I wanted to raise them to know the truth. And um, I, I really wanted them to love Jesus and to have godly character. And so I remember my husband and I, we just prayed and we said, Lord, bless us and anoint us to homeschool our children. And um, it has been an incredible, incredible journey um, through the years. And now to see my oldest daughter start to homeschool her child, um, I'm really so thankful that the Lord led us to homeschool. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And it's, it's funny because we uh, kind of came about it a little bit uh, differently, um, whereas I was an education major, and, um, oh, and before I jump in, uh, Maris and I are going to share a little bit, I'd like to share a little bit about um, where your kids are now and what they're doing, because a lot of times um, when we were homeschooling and when we started, there wasn't a whole lot of success stories. We knew people were doing it. We were, I was about the same time period as you, um, like I, I think I started homeschooling in 19. 86-87-ish, you know, right around there, so right. like the mid-80s. Um, but I came to this with, um, I consider more of a burden because I was an education major. So as an education major, I had all these preconceived ideas of what teachers should be and could be, and I also, um, you know, for those of you who know me, um, and I hope as you've listened to these podcasts and we're on like, what, 290-something now? Um, if you've been with me a while, uh, you know I am all about the cause. You know, we've got to save the world, you know, teaching <laughs> creationism or we have to, you know, it didn't start as a homeschool mom. It actually started when I was an educator and I was going to change the world. I was going to be a principal. I was going to help kids learn. I loved kids. I loved kids that struggled because um, I could help them. And so, um, you know, I was uh, that was my calling, I felt, was to be an educator. But after I got married and had Neil, I did not want to go. And at that point, Jeff was doing really well with his business. I didn't have to go back to work. And so after, you know, we, we when I was pregnant, um, 
he and I spoke about because I I got pregnant like the tail end of my second year of homeschool of of schooling of of being a teacher, and um, you know, and he said, why don't you just stay home? And I did. I stayed home. Uh, before I had Neil and never gave homeschooling a thought. Well, by the time I had Neil, I started noticing some little delays. Like, Neil didn't smile. Like, you know how babies smile? Well, he really didn't smile till he was about eight months or really laugh. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, and we just thought, oh, he's a serious kid. Well, as much as I love children, I'd never had opportunities to babysit outside of my brothers who were seven and eight years younger than I am. Um, we had a restaurant growing up, so I would work in the, my parents' restaurant. So I didn't do the normal babysitting or around a bunch of little kids. And, yes, I had all my educational classes, and I even had a degree in our certification in early childhood learning and learning disabilities as well as elementary ed. So I felt like I, I covered the gamut. With special ed, I was K through 12, and with elementary, you know, K through 6, and because back then it was different because like seventh and eighth was considered, which I always did teach middle school, which I think is funny, but that was within the special ed. So, and then I had early childhood. So I had all of those classes that, you know, really put me on high alert. So I remember doing all these baby things with him and you know, using black and red and white because that was, you need to get them tracking better. I mean, that poor child, he was like my little experiment time you know, because I remember, you know, working in this really high-end preschool when I was in college, and we would try all these things, you know, on them and going, oh, my gosh, look, they can't do this. It's really true, you know, and, like, you know, when little babies don't see something. So it was like this poor thing, you know. So it was not that he was not stimulated. I'm surprised he wasn't overstimulated. So I started noticing these things and started you know, taking notes, and every time I went to the pediatricians, I'd pull out this list from my pocket, and he, I could just see his, he didn't roll his eyes, but I could just see it. So after going head-to-head, um, at about four, he finally agreed to get some blood work done. Well, by that time, I had a, a, another child that was my second um, child, Christina, and she was two, and Neil was four, and we had these, this blood work done, and that just turned my whole world upside down because the blood work showed that Neil had um, a form of Down syndrome, which is mosaicism. So 1% of his cells at that time of the testing were down. And I'm asking this doctor, like, you know, the gazillion questions and going, well, how many were present at the time of birth? And he's like, well, that's just it. We don't know. So they couldn't give me any outcomes like, you know, this is what he, I mean, I was like, well, is he going to drive? Is he going to be able to be on his own? You know, like what, I'm asking these, you know, uh, questions like this poor doctor's like, the child is four, lady, you know, what is your right. problem? And so, um, you know, and, and Jeff was really sweet because he's sitting there and kind of putting his hand on my arm <clears throat> to temper all my questions. But, you know, I was a loose cannon at that point. And, and so I was devastated because I didn't know what that meant. I knew why he was delayed, but I didn't know what that would mean to our family. So at that point, as God would have it, um, I started getting him tested, and I, you know, psychological testing, the school board tested him. And through all this, I ended up meeting this a wonderful lady whose child had similar diagnosis as Neil, very high-functioning, and when I say high functioning, so it's like within Neil's IQ came in within normal. 
except for the sign language class that they tested him with where he's like he was like 40 and that's what they were going to use to place him so I went to the school board and was like arguing with this person and um you know I'm like in my 20s and I'm pretty much a hothead and I you know knew it all and this guy just because he had an office didn't know my son and I basically told him that nicely but he finally said you can't make a unilateral decision we have the test results and I said well here's the psychological evaluation I paid for and this shows his test results are within the normal range so he needs to be placed you know in in um, this class because that's the kind of class I taught him like a resource class and he's like no you can't make that decision so I said well fine my child will not be going to public school so I looked for a, a um, preschool where Neil went, and then I had looked at an elementary school where I would have had to go and, you know, volunteer. So at that point, I met this lady who was homeschooling. Her husband was a doctor, and I thought, well, here's this educated lady who also had an education degree but, like, master's and going on a Ph.D., which she went back to school to learn um, all this stuff because of her daughter. and um, and then her husband was a physician, so I felt like, you know, um, she knows what she's talking about, you know, because I was coming right. from it, you know, on the professional realm. And then my sister-in-law had started homeschooling the previous year, and her son was the same age as my son. And she was in Fort Lauderdale, so that was also a God incident. And she was afraid to tell me because she thought I was going to talk her out of it. And sadly, I did talk people out of homeschooling um, when, you know, in the course of friendships and, you know, there's no defense. Um, but what I will say is that this one couple was very laid back, like their kids didn't have bedtimes and they were not, they were friends more than parents. I think it's probably the kindest way to put it. But, like, they would say, oh, yes, our children fall asleep watching TV, and then we pick them up and put them to bed. And, oh you know, and it was like, and then they were talking about homeschooling because they had, that was kind of big in the churches then. And they had gone to some, you know, some talk about homeschooling. And I just said to her, I go, well, how are you going to homeschool if you can't even get your kids to bed? And she's like, oh, that's really a good point, you know. And so years later, she did find out I was homeschooling and did call me on the fact that I had talked her out of it. So I had to apologize for that. But um, but my husband and I prayed, and, we, and my husband said, well, just try it for six months and see how it goes. And if that doesn't go well, you know, you can always put them in school, and it won't be any big deal. And so we never looked back. You know, we tried it for six months, and he was flourishing despite all the mistakes I made with trying to replicate the home um, because like you said, Meredith, there were only specific textbooks and workbooks allowed. Right. Like we, to order a textbook, just to give you some idea of, of what we went through, you know, um, it was, you had to have a school name. So we were creating letterhead and we were hawk around, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, elementary school and then, or private school, I think it was. And it was just, letterhead that we created and then we send it to the textbook companies and they would send us you know we could buy a textbook that way but otherwise you couldn't get a catalog and then I remember going to a homeschool conference and that was actually where I got all of the materials on creation science I was fascinated um, by the topic which you know who knew years later I would start 
you know, it was like in 1994, I began writing and I wrote my first book, Teaching Science and Having Fun. Um, and then the second, third, and fourth, fifth books were all on creation science unit studies. And um, I actually know Valerie Bent personally, um, got to meet Aww. her through the years. Uh, she was a wonderful lady. And then I remember, you know, just, you know, sometimes you guys are overwhelmed because there's so much available, right? There's digital schools, and then there's, you know, video school, and then there's, you know, every book and curriculum and free freebie and download and everything. But in our day, we were overwhelmed because you get these super parents, and Valerie was one of them, and my mother could sew beautifully, but I hot glued. That was my big claim to say, <laughs> you, know, you know, where's where's the, you know, the tape wizard to, you know, my mother would just laugh at me. She thankfully retired early enough where she could take over all that part of it when they moved, to, you know, closer to me. But, um, but no, she, like, had this period, oh, they had this unit study and they studied American history and here are all their kids with their period costumes that they handmade and, you know, they wove, they didn't weave them, but you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I just sat there and I just looked at, at this lady and I said, there is no way that I can do this. And then I went to another talk and this lady was hysterical and we were sitting on the floor because we could barely get in and like the, she didn't have a projector, had not come into the room. This was before PowerPoint people. And, you know, we had our little overlays. And so they brought it in, almost hit her on the head. And I, and somebody said, and she was just like so funny going with the roll, rolling with the punches. And, you know, she goes, this, she goes, this is just like homeschooling at home. You never know what, what's going to happen <laughs> or who's going to get sick. Or, and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. You know, she's more, you know, so it was like finding someone that you could kind of grasp onto and say, yes, I can do this. So, um, you know, it it was a lot of getting used to um, because I at that point had uh, what I would consider a very cushy life of, you know, I just started taking tennis lessons because that's what my friends were doing and some other things. And, you know, it was like, oh, you don't just go bring your kids to preschool you are now with them all the time. But I also found that I, it was like, I don't have high blood pressure. I actually have low blood pressure. But it was like, I can't explain the feeling of how happy and relaxed I was. And I remember one friend calling me one time and saying, oh, my gosh, I just got the kids off to school, and I was just thinking about you, and I'm just so upset that you can't join us for coffee and da 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 and so I I was sitting in bed with one kid on one side and one kid on the other still in jammies we had had breakfast and it was like a cold morning and we decided to go back to bed and we were reading so we had just finished our bible and we were going to be reading history and we were having a grand old time and I just said to her I go well guess what I'm still in jammies and I've already had my coffee and breakfast and I said, and we're in bed reading, so, you know, don't, and she goes, gosh, that sounds really nice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so then it was, it, it was just, you know, um, so, so at that point, Meredith, what I did was I prayed for friends, and I prayed for like-minded friends, and God just brought them to me in droves. I had eight supercharged women. Um, I was the only Catholic, and they were all, you know, Baptists and Evangelicals, um, and it was so funny because I would we would sit and have these theological discussions and you know it was like 
it's in some regards nobody could agree <laughs> because they went to different churches. But we had these, you know, we just have to. And I'd say, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna agree that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and our salvation is through Christ. And everyone would go, Amen. And then we'd continue with whatever else we were doing. <laughs> but it was, it was like hysterical because we had, you know, the girls who were Assembly of God, and then you know the Reform Reformed. And anyway, it was great. I mean, I got like so much out of this group and so there was eight of us and then um you know i started getting um i don't know like meredith and i are different denominations but meredith has never tried to make me her denomination and i've never tried to make you mine but it was like i was getting a lot of pressure so finally i just said lord i need like-minded christian friends and then god brought me those like the next field trip meredith so it was just like, you know, <laughs> you just prayed and he provided. So I felt Amen. like, you know, my my prayer life, and that's where, I, where you know, I, I kept getting this, you know, you are amazing homeschool moms. I think we became amazing homeschool moms, and it's not so much about what we did, but about being open to God working through us. Because we had to rely on him so many of the times. Um, that things didn't work out or, you know, I'm having another baby in my Elizabethan years. I was an older mom at that point when, <laughs> you know, we had my next three kids. And um, and I think I met you, Meredith, pregnant with Neil, Nick. I think that's when I met you because I was really pregnant at that one conference I spoke at when you came to hear me because I, I think that's when I came out with my book on writing and publishing and I met you then. And um, and I just remember having swollen feet and, you know, just sitting on the floor because that was the only place that was comfortable. And the kids were like, no oh, big deal, Mom. We'll just bring our books on the floor with you. And we did our, seriously, we did our, our work on the floor, you know, um, because I just needed some. And I remember them uh, just buying me a chair. It was so funny. It was my birthday, and Nick was born in, in August. And he looked at me and he goes, you know, I see this big box. And he looked at me and he goes, I am so sorry that this is what you're getting for your birthday, but your kids would not let me rest until I got you this. Well, it turned out to be oh. one of those really nice, comfy um, office chairs, like the swivel kind. <laughs> oh. And it was like the most comfortable chair ever because my kids were determined that they were going to find me a chair that I could sit on and be comfortable with. Um, but Nick was my only swelling of the ankles, you know, everything was just swollen with that child. But um, but anyway, so, you know, the kids, we, we persevered and we homeschooled high school with little babies around. And, you know, all of the, the trials that you have of sleepless nights and, you know, trying to say, okay, this child does not want to go to college, this child does. So out of the five, and I'm going to just jump in and kind of, give a little bit of the end of our story so um three have gone to college and two have have not and have gone to work and i have to also when i talk about um letting go and letting god um i had to kind of die to self because i just thought everyone had to go to college and i remember um one of our um our pastors at our church would come for dinner and he's a he's from Ireland and he's very theologically sound and we get into all of these discussions and I was always amazed the kids never left the table when Father Toner came to dinner. I mean they just stayed the whole time. 
But I remember one time him explaining that, um, you know, that God God creates people for different vocations. And, you know, yes, everybody could probably muddle through college if they wanted to, you know, depending on how much they really wanted to do it. But he said to me, he goes, who's in charge, you or God? <laughs> you know, so it's like, right. you know, my kids are all sitting there, and I said, well, of course God is, you know, and... You know, and so anyway, you know, then he started quoting some scriptures about, you know, I knew you before you were born, met you in your mother's womb, and (laughs) you know, Uh and so I finally just had to say, you know, okay, you know, um, we're just going to, you know, see what the Lord provides, and you know, the two boys that are that are like Nick is vice president of my, uh, well, it's actually more his company than Jeff's right now. Um, of the construction company and doing wonderfully. He taught himself so many things. Like we're always in awe of what this child can do. Like right now he's building uh, trailers. Um, before that he wow. was refurbishing cars. Yeah, he was he was flipping, not flipping, flipping, but like buying a truck, fixing it, and selling it. And um, wow. and and he taught himself automotive, but he didn't want to do that for a profession. And he taught himself all this stuff. And I just look at how brilliant he is, and he just is brilliant differently, you know. And um, right. and then the ones who are going to school. So um, Annie and Mike are the two youngest, and they're both in college. Um, and and Mike both got full academic. And I know your kids have too. And I want you to share that, Meredith. But I have. Um, so Neil's my oldest, and he's working for another. Uh, type of construction company they do acoustical ceilings that's where he's working currently christina's married and she's expecting her eighth in november um the youngest three are hoping it's over the thanksgiving weekend because the kids will be home for thanksgiving so that's what they're (laughs) they're hoping for so it might be exciting around here um and she's homeschooling and then uh, nick is working construction with jeff Annie's going to a college in Missouri on a softball scholarship and academic, and we're praying for her that she makes a varsity team. Um, Michael is going to a college um, in Arkansas, and we were told he had to go in as a freshman, but they accepted all his credits. So he's currently in as a junior um, at 18, so that's amazing praise report. And wow. And taking some kind of engineering something, something. I don't remember exactly what. Um, it's kind of like an industrial engineering, but every time I say that, he says it's wrong. So it's some kind of engineering that has to do with industry, but I don't know what that is. And we're also praying that he gets on the varsity team as a pitcher and that they do well academically. And then it's Jeff and I, and I'm plugging along with our radio network and have started the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network, which I would love to get Meredith over on podcasting um, because she is such a wealth of information, you know, being that your husband's a pastor. Um, but I've gone on long enough, um, you know, came full circle to homeschooling, homeschooled all the way through until the kids did some dual enrollment credits and just have been the biggest cheerleader for homeschooling because I'm thrilled, and this is by the grace of God, to say that my kids all still love the Lord you know, they go to church faithfully, they pray faithfully, um, they are so close to him. And I really think that, um, you know, I know that other podcasters have done stuff on this network, like homeschooling 
can't save your kids. No, it can't save your kids, but it does definitely help in, you know, shaping our children, especially if we have a hand in their curriculum and overseeing. Like we cannot be tired of being of parenting. Um, I know that that was a temptation as I got older and um, my kids were young, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I was 38 when I had Nick, uh, 41 when I had Ann, and 43 when I had Mike. So I was an older parent, you know, and my friends are all retiring, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> many of them have retired, and I'm still going at it, and it's just that you you know, you've got to, um, for me, I could not have done it on my own. And when I fail, I realize that I've been carrying it myself. So I have to kick back, you know, because God has made us competent people. So he He gives us all these gifts, and then we have to remember to wait on him and to let him lead and us follow or we get ahead of ourselves. So, But fill us in now on what your wonderful family is doing. Awesome. Well, um, all five of my children did go to college and, um, they, the oldest, um, went ahead and she, um, got a master's degree and she worked as a professor at UCF. And my oldest three daughters graduated from Stetson University, which was a Christian college years and years ago, but has turned more and more away from it so that and a lot of that happened while my second two daughters were there. So we ended up not sending our younger two to that school. We went to UCF, which is a long, involved story about why. But um, so my oldest um, graduated. Now she's home. She is a homemaker, and she's homeschooling. She has three children. And my second daughter, Juliana, is an executive with Verizon, and she is just, she's a business major, and she is just incredible. She actually majored in accounting and computer systems. And so she creates, she well, she was creating systems for the accounting department at Verizon, but now she oversees people in that area, and she's more in project management. So, but she is just really, and God just has blessed her in the business world, and she has a lot of favor and a lot of opportunities to share the gospel. And then my third daughter, Jenny Rose, is an editor for a Christian magazine. And she is engaged to Diego. And Diego is just, um, he, his degree was in marketing. So he does marketing for an insurance company. So they're both kind of in different areas, but all, all of them are sort of in the business world. My oldest daughter's husband, um, works for AAA, and he does marketing for AAA. So they're all kind of, you know, except for Kate, who's at home, they're all kind of in the business world. Then Shine just graduated from UCF, and she is wanting to do screenwriting. So she's right now on the job hunt, but she's also doing a lot of writing and building her portfolio in that area. So she did while she was in college, help work on a student movie that won several awards. So that was a really good experience for her. Um, and she worked in the writing center. She does a lot of, she sometimes, you know, does writing, tutoring, and editing. So um, it's interesting that three of my dot, three of my children went into 
writing and English and all of that. So then my youngest son um, is majoring in engineering at UCF, and um, he's not quite sure, but I think he's leaning toward electrical, though he is also interested in um, aeronautical. So anyway, so that's kind of, so he's always been the math guy. We finished math and calculus in, in uh, junior year, and we were like, ah, where do we go now? What do we do next? <laughs> and so whereas the, my daughter before him was like, math? That evil, evil sentence. <laughs> so, so it was really, all my children were really different. And um, But the one thing that makes me happiest is that all my children love the Lord, and they're devoted to him, and they're involved in ministry, and they're really wanting to impact their generation with gospel. And secondly, my home is still like, it's like, Felice and I were talking like, you know, right now my home is completely empty. I'm all by myself in the house. But I love it, you know, on the weekends um, where people drop in, they drop over, Kate comes over with the kids, and my home is still a hub of family and the kids still love coming home and being with their brothers and sisters. And I have to say one of the things I appreciate the most is that my daughters and my son, they're all best friends and they make choices to hang out together. So um, I would say that that's to me the best fruit of homeschooling is that love they have. Because, you know, my children, when they were younger, they would fight and they would argue and I would discipline them so much for it. And, uh, you know, I'd say, well, if you can't learn to, you know, love each other at home, how can I let you go anywhere else? You got to like learn it here because this is how you're going to treat your spouse and your children. And it seemed like, oh, this is never going to get better. But by high school, they started to really get along well. And now all of them are really good friends and they really care about each other. And it's been, it's been really exciting to see that happen. So, um, anyway, that is where my children are. And I just want to challenge you wherever you are in your journey. You may just be thinking about homeschooling. You may already be homeschooling. You may be, you know, a veteran. But wherever you are, uh, I really believe that God has set you apart to do this work. You know, Felice was talking about how God has a purpose for every child. Well, God has a purpose for every mom. And you are the perfect person to raise your children. You are the perfect mother to teach them. And sometimes we can have children and we can feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not smart enough to teach them. I'm not, you know, how do I handle this learning disability or how do I help this gifted child? And I just want to reassure you, Jesus Christ does not make mistakes. And it says in Acts that God chooses the times and the places where we will live. I believe that also includes the children we'll have and the parents our children will have. So God did not make a mistake. And I think often God puts us in situations where we have to be dependent on him. We have to say, Lord, if you're with me, I can do this. But and Moses said, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. And that's how we, at least me, I feel like, okay, Lord, I'm homeschooling, but if you're not with me, I'm not doing it. So, right. you know, as homeschool moms, God is with us and we can surrender to him and he can pour out so much grace, so much of his spirit in you to be able to be 
anointed for the task of educating your children and raising your children. And it's such a different journey when you're relying on the Lord because his power knows no end. He doesn't become weary. We become weary, but he doesn't. We become, you know, angry, but he is slow to anger. So I just want to encourage you, homeschool mom, you're amazing. And God is more amazing. And he is with you. And he wants to be the center of your homeschooling adventure. He has so much, not only to help you teach your children, but so much to reveal to you, mom, dad, about himself. That's beautiful. And I took notes as you were talking, so it's going to be under tips for homeschool mom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because sometimes, you know, when you hear somebody and they're like so awesome and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I should have, you know, written that down. But the nice thing is, yes, we are recording you, but sometimes it's nice to have them written down. Because that should be on, you know, on a flyer or something on your on your desk so that you can remember. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Meredith's show. She's got the Finish Well radio show that she still does on this network. And she's got all kinds of things on here for teens. Um, you know, you can listen to this with your kids. I mean, there are so many great ones. Um, you know, 23 Ways to Honor Mom. For Sons and Daughters of All Ages, Fighting Fair, that's a good one. Uh, what Dads Need Most in Family, uh, 1001 Homeschool Days at the Beach, I love that. Um, <laughs> you know, And then she's got some really good worldview things on here. And, um, and so uh, I'd like you to go check that out. And also, um, all of the books that Meredith has written, um, there are a ton of them. She has way surpassed uh, my amount of books, so um, you can go check those out. So, Meredith, um, I will have those links on the website as well to go visit Meredith. You can start with MeredithCurtis.com. That's the one that's the easiest for me to remember, Meredith. <laughs> I'll put that one out there. And then there. All, my, and, all my books yeah, are at PowerlineProd.com. And um, I did want to give um, just a shout-out to the worldview shows because I go through the worldview and explain all the different worldviews that fight for our teens' attention. It's geared to teens and parents, all of our shows, um, unless I specifically say this is just for teens. And so um, they're great shows to listen to with your teens and then talk about after. And um, I've heard a lot of testimonies about, you know, people doing that, like saying – um, there was one I, I did a long time ago on mothers and sons, and Mike, Jimmy, and I were just really honest about conflict we went through and why and how to overcome it. And so, you know, there were some moms and sons who listened to it, and then they told me later, so this is what we did. We listened to it together, and then we talked and prayed. So um, anyway. That's great. And the world view is so important now. It really is that we understand what going on so um that's important all right guys well thank you so much take care and Meredith I look forward to doing more shows with you take care and God bless awesome bye bye thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the Vintage Homeschool Moms.com Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network